Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. On this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College, I am so thrilled to have a dear friend and colleague, Nancy Lowenstein, as our guest. Um, I've known Nancy for many years. I'm going to disclose that at one point in time, um, I was her professor uh, when she was an entry-level master's student at Boston University, and uh, she has been my colleague there for many, many years. Nancy is an expert in um, MS, and she's going to tell you what that means. Nancy, welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure to be, uh, to be with you, and uh, I look forward to uh, our podcast. So what is MS? So MS stands for multiple sclerosis, and multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease. This means that the body attacks its own cells. I'm not gonna go into the whole scientific part of this. There's wonderful information on the internet, especially if you go to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society's website, they will tell you all about it in a scientific way. Uh, but what that means is that the um, body is attacking the, the cells that go to our muscles um, and nerves. And so there's a gradual uh, kind of wasting away of these <clears throat> nerve fibers that, excuse me a second, that then lead to the uh, signals helping us to move to be very slow and to slow down and thus making it sometimes more difficult for people to walk or sometimes they might have some deficits in uh, thinking and sometimes there might be some issues with bowel and bladder. So it can impact everything. Uh, another primary feature of MS is uh, fatigue. And this is something that most people with MS feel at some point in time. Uh, what else should I tell about MS? Um, let's see, it affects women more than men, although men can get MS. Um, and it affects um, the Caucasian population more than it impacts uh, others, but the uh, African-American Latino population also has MS. And we're not really sure if it's because they aren't being diagnosed at the same rate and going to doctors at the same rate, or if there's a difference um, in terms of their genetic makeup. We don't know what causes multiple sclerosis, and at this point in time, there's not a cure, but there are more and more uh, medications that are helping to slow down the progression of the disease. Nancy, um, as an occupational therapist, 
um, you've worked with many clients who have MS. And I'm wondering if you could share some tips that you might, you know, in general, um, talk about with people doing their activities of daily living, particularly in, in the home environment. Absolutely. So one of the primary things I would always talk about with my uh, clients that I was seeing who had multiple sclerosis was this idea of how to manage your daily routines. Uh, fatigue, as I mentioned, is a big issue. And everybody's fatigue can play out in different ways. Some people never get their engine started in a matter of speaking. They wake up tired, they go through the day tired. Other people will wake up with some energy and then start doing things and slowly it ebbs away. And then other people will maybe wake up, uh, start out slowly. Uh, I kind of call it their engine is revving up and by later on in the day, they have more energy. So the first thing people need to, to figure out is what is their energy level? How does it fluctuate during the day or even during the week? Sometimes you have a great day and other times um, you don't. Sometimes you have a great day and the next day you're exhausted, so you've depleted yourself. So one of the good ways of doing that is to keep what I call an energy journal, kind of throughout the day, maybe do it for a couple of days if you can, um, is just jot down what you've done. So I got up this morning and I took a shower. How did I feel after that shower on a scale of one to 10? My energy was a 10 when I went in the shower and it was a five when I came out of the shower. I kind of do that for different activities of daily living, like dressing, cooking, eating, walking, thinking, any, you know, anything that you've done during the day. So you can see if there's any patterns. Once you've kind of seen if you have any patterns and sometimes none show up, it's looking now at what are the priority tasks that you need to do. So oftentimes that's getting up, getting dressed, showering, if you have children, um, getting their needs met. And then what are the next priority level things? Maybe um, there's a carpool to school for the kids, or maybe you have to cook them meals. Um, and figuring out if there's somebody else who might be able to do that task for you uh, instead of you. So you want to think of ways that you can expend your energy, but then also bank your energy. So what kinds of rejuvenating, I like to call them rejuvenating, uh, things work for you? Does sitting and listening to music give you uh, relax, relaxation and then afterwards you feel uh, more energetic? Does reading, does taking a nap, um, no more than an hour for a nap because more than that, you begin to get into uh, your sleep cycle. So what kinds of things help you to uh, restore your energy at the same time? So kind of think about it as a, a bank account where you're withdrawing energy, but you also need to deposit energy. Um, and that has to happen throughout the day. Nancy, these are such great um, tips as well. So um, you are an expert in MS, but you have lots of expertise in, in other areas. And you have a very important role at um, Boston University. Could you tell us just a little bit about POSSE? 
Oh, absolutely. So Posse, or the Posse Foundation, uh, was started over 30 years ago. And it was started by this wonderful woman, Deborah Beale, who uh, President Obama donated his uh, um, Nobel Peace Prize money to the Posse Foundation, or some of it. And she won a MacArthur Genius Grant. And her simple notion was she was a guidance counselor at a uh, school in New York City. And she sent one of her students to Vanderbilt University. As I said, this was over 30 years ago. And he didn't go back after his freshman year or his first semester, I can't remember which. And when she uh, asked him why, he said, I needed my posse with me. So she realized that sending students from you know, more inner city schools, she was from New York City, this was a New York City school, um, students, even if they had the capacity to succeed in college, which she definitely saw this person could succeed in college, they needed supports to make it. So she developed this idea of the posse. So what happens now in posse is in, I think, 10 cities um, throughout the country. And each city, so I'm, I'm connected, Boston University is connected now with posse um, office in Atlanta and the posse office in the Bay Area. And so the Atlanta office sends 10 students from Atlanta as a posse to Boston University. And when they get to Boston University, they have a mentor who helps uh, them for the first two years on a formal basis. Uh, the mentor meets once a week for two hours with the posse as a group and every other week for one hour with each member of the posse. Students are chosen in a dynamic assessment process, so they don't go through the normal admissions process. This is all done down um, in their city, so in Atlanta. Students are nominated uh, to, uh, for the Posse Scholarship by members of the community, so guidance counselors, church leaders, families, students can self-nominate, other Posse students can nominate people. So I think in Atlanta, they get over a thousand nominations every year now. And in a three-step process, each um, group is riddled down to about 25 finalists, at which point Boston University admissions officers go down to Atlanta, meet with the students and choose the final Posse. So Posse has an amazing success rate. I think 95% of their students um, that are admitted for Posse, graduate within four years. And now many of them go on to graduate schools, they win fellowships, um, and it's a very successful program. So that's what Posse is. And Nancy, you've been active in Posse for um, a long time. Um, and you know, I think that it's been a very meaningful experience for you, and we're so fortunate that you're in this role. And I'm gonna do a little shout out um, to you because this year you received a very, very big honor and well-deserved. Can you tell us what that was? Yes, yeah, so I have been, uh, I'm on my second posse. So at Boston University, we have our posses by number. So I was the mentor for Atlanta posse number five. So the fifth posse group that came to Boston University. And I'm now the mentor for Atlanta Posse 10. And the joke I have all the time is I tell them I'm not gonna do Atlanta Posse 15 every five years. 
but um, the award that I received was the um, Faculty Advising Award for Boston University. So I was nominated by one of my students, which was very special to me. Um, and out of all their nominees, I was chosen um, as the faculty to win this award. So it was a very um, great honor to one, be nominated by a student and then to be awarded uh, the award. So I was very proud of that. Well, I'm very, I'm very proud of you and everything um, that you do. Now, you have balance in your life and I always admire that you have so many other things that you enjoy doing. So I was thought, thought that, you know, as an occupational therapist, we always talk about the meaningful activities or what we call occupations we do. So outside of your role as a, um, a professor, can you share with us some of the things that you're doing? Because um, I have to say, I, I really admire your balance. Oh, thank you so much. So um, I do like to try and have a balance in my life. It's important for me to, un to, to disconnect from academia. Academia can be a 24 seven, seven days a week kind of thing because there's always something to do. But I know that I need my own time or my time with others. So some of the activities that I love to do, I took up weaving. Uh, about 10 or 12 years ago. So I go to a weaving studio and there's, uh, I've developed a wonderful group of, um, they all happen to be women, friends who we weave together. We had a book group for a while. Um, you know, we'll go out to dinner um, and it's just a wonderful time. We share projects, uh, try and help each other design projects. Uh, so that's, that's one of my uh, special activities. I used to have a loom in my house, but I just recently sold it because it was very big. And I like to do weave with people, not in my own home. Other things I like to do, um, I like to do yoga. Um, I like to swim to stay active. So I try to do that three to four times a week. I have a dog, so I like to walk uh, my dog, uh, bike ride. Um, and I started sewing again, which has been really fun. Uh, I used to sew all my clothes for a while, and then I had children, and I forgot to do that. Uh, so now I've started to sew. So it's a lot of different creative activities, I like to think, that I enjoy. And I try and make sure that I do something for myself every single day. And Nancy, you're a role model for all of us. You know, we have so many things that we do in the day. And a lot of it relates to, to work and, and just some basic um, activities of daily living, you know, cooking, eating, all of that. But finding time for things that are meaningful um, is really important. And um, you really exemplify that. So I want to thank you for um, sharing so many things with us today about MS, um, about Posse, uh, about um, your role as a um, a advisor extraordinaire and how you balance your life and I appreciate you taking the time to be on health matters at BU Sargent College um, thank you for everything that you're doing well thank you Karen and I will have to give a shout out to you because I think you are an amazing person also and all the things that you do for uh, Sargent College and creating this podcast so um, shout out to you as well 
Thanks. Thanks, Nancy. And our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of Health 